Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mama, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, fucking moviegoers. You're fucking listening to Two Dudes Fucking Movie Reviews with... Fucking Sky. And fucking Colin. Yeah. We're rated R. Yeah. <laughs> and we're rated R now. We can say fuck a lot. We, we were already rated R. We had an explicit tag on our show. <laughs> Since day one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now superheroes can curse. Or supervillains can curse. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Depends on how you look at it. But yeah, the the walls are broken down. Mm-hmm. There's no more walls. So oh. good luck with that, Deadpool. Think you're fun breaking the fourth wall? Well, now there's no walls. What are you gonna <laughs> break now, my dick? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'd like to see you try Deadpool if that is your real name. It's not Wade Wilson. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, we we all know Ryan Reynolds is just Deadpool. Or Deadpool's just Ryan Reynolds. Who knows at this point? The lines are blurred. Where does one end and the other begin? Who knows? <laughs> Probably no one. There is a moment in Free Guy where I am convinced they just took a sound clip of Deadpool talking. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, Maybe they did. <laughs> Probably. I was gonna say like I am like ninety nine percent sure no, but like. His, the line I'm pretty sure is exactly the same and his delivery is is exactly the same. So if you put them side by side, they would probably just like mesh with each other and you wouldn't well, even like be able to intentionally tell referential. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, that would make sense. He would be the one to do that. Yeah. It makes sense. But, but we are actually here not to talk about Deadpool, not even to talk about a Marvel movie. Well, sort of, but we'll get to it. <laughs> but, but we're here because the boys have seen the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, big difference there. Big difference in so many ways that we will surely get into because that's what we do on the show. We get into things. Yeah, we get into the shit. And we get into the good yeah. stuff too. But yeah. And speaking of shit... Uh, we have a newsletter now. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of good stuff, it's free to you guys. Yeah. But yeah, that's a new thing that we are doing so that we have an opportunity to discuss more movie news that we might not get to on the show. We can talk about movies that we saw, whether they're new movies and we write little blurb reviews on that we're never going to get around to doing an episode, or maybe we do some retrospectives on there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just use it as a dumping ground for failed tweets of mine from 2015. Who knows? <laughs> Contests. Contests. Yes. Yeah. That is going to be, um, I think that's going to be the new easiest way where we could actually reach people about the contests and stuff. Cause mm-hmm. we got that going on. We're very close to wrapping up uh, our goal of, 69 reviews. <laughs> 69 reviews. 69 is a good number. Mm-hmm. Um we're we're just a few away. We're we're so close. So 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 close. So yeah. uh if people write those and uh you know, especially if you're signed in with the uh the newsletter, then you can keep track of like how far along we are and how close uh we are to getting you your free swag and shit. So Mhm. That'd be a good thing to do. Go to two dudes so you can sign up for the newsletter and uh, stay hip to what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. 
it benefits you just as much as it benefits us. So at this point, not at all. We are, we're friends with benefits. Oh, we are friends with benefits because every swampy knows by now I've slid into each one's individual DMS asking uh, DTF question mark. <laughs> and I've gotten a lot of, a lot of, a uh, lot of negative responses on that, which I don't get because I felt like everyone would say yes, because like, Who's not down to frolic, like in a nice field or something? Like that's exactly. I don't know what they think I'm implying, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I just want. I just like. I got like. Um, I live near farmland and stuff. There's a beautiful park and stuff. And I just like to run down the hills and stuff like that. And it'd be fun to do it with the swampies, but none mm-hmm. of them get back to me, and it's like, I don't know. It's weird. I'm getting mixed signals. I was gonna say you'll probably get one though, like. You have so many irons in the fire that one. It's a numbers out. game. Yeah. yeah, it's a numbers game for sure. <laughs> I got. I use a buckshot strategy. I just let it spray as wide as I can, and yeah. someone's bound to get hit with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you we'll think we got an in. audience? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, total buckshot. <laughs> Or no, not a buckshot. Birdshot. Birdshot is the one that sprays. Buckshot's like a solid slug. I don't know. Yeah, we're not gun guys. We're movie guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except, I think the only time we ever talked about like guns was the John Wick episode. And I'm like, I'm like, you see, he's doing quad loading. That's like a shotgun thing. And in my head, I'm just like, I learned about quad sh- quad loading like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, the way he uses that gun is so realistic. I guess I have no idea because I've never used a gun before. But like yeah. it looks cool. So it yeah. must be. John Wick. Yeah. A. Oh. <laughs> a. I think I gave it an A plus. I should say though, I actually have used a gun before a number of times. Nerf? Or nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm nerf nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I've used Nerf guns. I've used super soakers. They used to call me the super soaker. Mm-hmm. You know why they used to call me the super soaker? Why? I was a bedwetter. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this. Yeah. This, uh, I saw this meme and it was this kid and he's wearing like a, like a Nerf, um, like bulletproof vest. And he was like, awesome. And like the yeah, it was like this, and the caption is just like the Nerf vest stays on in bed. <laughs> yeah, has to. Yeah, you don't want people shooting you in the back. That's right. Actually, it's been my experience that some girls don't mind if you shoot them in the back. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Trailer park. <laughs> I had to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get get in and get out, man. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> I am stoked. Stoked to talk about this trailer. Oh, yeah, because, you know, we're talking about a DC movie, so why not use this as an opportunity to talk about the MCU? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, DC fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, bitch. You thought this was for you? <laughs> it's all about us. Always. <laughs> suck our nut (laughs) you you can't escape the mcu (laughs) yeah nice try fuckwad but no the real reason is what is the next dc movie the batman but we don't have a new trailer for that yet we already did that trailer no i mean I have a feeling by the time this episode drops, there will be a new Batman trailer. That is the rumor, but we don't right now. And we already did the Batman. People know that we're stoked for it. So, you know, in perfect fashion, we are going to do the trailer for the Eternals, which we are hyped as hell to talk about. And once again, an MCU movie is going to overshadow a DC movie. So that's what we do. (laughs) I'm sure we're going to have a really good time talking about the Suicide Squad, but I've, uh, I even left you a voicemail. I texted you and I was like, yo, call me. And you weren't calling me. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to call him. And I called him and he didn't pick up. And I was like, pick up the damn phone so we could talk about the Eternals trailer. <laughs> right. And then the very next day, 
I called you and you didn't pick up. And I was just like, listen, I hear you, but fuck the Eternals trailer. Did you see the new Spider-Man trailer? But we're not <laughs> talking about that yet. Yeah, I would love to talk. We could do a whole episode just on the Marvel trailers that are out right now. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a uh, crazy. It you know it's, I uh, I went and saw uh, Shang Chi last night, and Brianna is like trying to like catch up on all the movies she hadn't seen, and one of them was Spider Man Two or Spider Man Far From Home. So we've been watching it. We have like actually only like twenty minutes left. Like there was twenty minutes left on the movie when we had to leave to go see Shang Chi, and I told her I was like I really hope. <laughs> that the spider like I really want to see the Spider-Man trailer in theaters but I really hope it doesn't happen right now and she was like why and I was like because the basically if you have not seen Far From Home the whole sp- the whole No Way Home trailer is just like this is a big spoiler for everything that happened in the second one I was like we're like only 20 minutes from the ending of the movie I don't want it to get spoiled and I don't know how many freaking trailers played but yeah we showed up like 20 minutes late to this movie and we still watched five trailers Jeez. And one of them was this one. Yeah, one of them was this one. And the theater was hype. People were like all into it. So awesome. You want to watch it now? Yeah, let's just get into it. Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. But the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. I know what they're talking about. The sudden return of the population <laughs> provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. How long do we have? Seven days. Boom. And right there they tell you exactly why and where mm-hmm. they where they've Pretty been, tennis. why they weren't involved. And I, love, I love it. What the fuck is going on? 7,000 years ago. To protect humans from the deviants. Superman. Why didn't you guys help fight yeah. Thanos? Or any war, all the other terrible things throughout history. We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. By who? Oh. So nice. Oh. <laughs> Dude, the scale of this movie. We need to find the others. I know. I haven't seen some of them for centuries. Hi. Hello. This is what the end of the world looks like. At least we have front row seats. You know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. loved these people since the day we arrived when you love something you protect it music's so good music's good I love that shot the bus yep. dude all of these shots now at this point you can't protect oh. This even made of vibranium. <laughs> Fall collection. IKEA. <laughs> They're really good with adding like a really good joke right at the end of every trailer. That's been a thing they've been doing for a little bit now. Yeah, just like a little sting of you know, just showing off the humor and stuff. That that classic Marvel humor. hmm This is the trailer that I I think everybody wanted. Like this is, you know, if if you go back, this was I think my number five most anticipated movie when it was supposed to come back in twenty twenty, and I was just like I don't know what it is, and nobody knew what it was. Even when after the first couple of trailers came out, people were like I don't know what this thing is. Yeah, like where's it gonna go? What the fuck are they even doing? Yeah, so stoked. I love the answers, or I love the, you know the the answers they give you to to questions like mainly like what were they doing when Thanos was there. I I love that they're bringing in the Celestials. I think that's fucking huge, like literally. But 
I didn't mean it that way, but uh, yeah. uh, like, like just on the scale of like, I said this when we were talking about um, uh, what's his face, Elioth showing up in Loki, and I was like the the beings that they're introducing in the MCU now are getting bigger and bigger and they're leading. I think they're setting the table. We're like, we're going to up the ante on the things you're going to see because there's no way that they're not setting up Galactus. There's no way that it's not coming. And I think they're because yeah, these characters on power levels on a universal scale that we have not seen yet. And like even because Thanos was the big bad for the first 10 years and he was not on that scale of a threat. Like he is still just a being like a, a mortal being. He is actually, he is an eternal, but he is like infected with like the deviant, like disease or disorder, some something he had some sort of uh deviant, like genetic thing, like fuck him up, but he is an eternal. I think mm-hmm. actually he is, he is the son of, Angelina Jolie's character and another one. I don't know a ton about it. Like I, as much Marvel knowledge as I have, I'm not super well versed in all of that. So like, if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I do know that he is the, he is the child of two eternals. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, he, he does have like a drop of like deviant blood or whatever that fucked him up. And that's why he was basically like, you know, ridiculed and like excommunicated as like a child. And that's what made him the mad Titan that he is. What I love about this is this isn't the first time that we've seen celestials in the MCU, but I do think that this is the, like we've seen, um, nowhere, right? Yep. It's, it's nowhere, right? We've seen nowhere, yeah, nowhere. but, but, but he's dead. Just dead it's just, it's just yeah. his head. And we've seen ego, but he's in the form of a human essentially the whole time. And yeah, you see little was, glimpses of the, the planet from afar. Yeah. And I think it's in either the, I think it's the first guardians. They show a flashback. Um, yeah, when they're talking about the power stone when, they, yeah. And they show one of the celestials, but it's like, this is in the past seeing them in full scale in this movie, in the present for, you know, when the, because I'm pretty sure the MCU now takes place in 2025. So like present day MCU. Uh, yeah. I think that's just like, like, you know, like all that crazy shit that happened, like, and, and we set up that all these, you know, they were going to like build like this, uh, you know, Stormbreaker with like a dying star and all that. Yeah. That ain't shit anymore. Like we're getting into some crazy stuff now. And uh, yeah, like beginning of the universe, start of all life type shit, and things that can like like Thanos had to go out and get six Infinity Stones to be able to wipe out half of a life somewhere, you know, like across the, these things can just be like you're done, like they could just wipe wipe a planet from existence. Um, yeah, and and I think that's so like that's like crazy, but then also I think it's gonna be really cool setting up like the hierarchy of like who is above who because. I don't know how far the MCU is going to get, but I'm pretty sure there are even beings that are above the Celestials in the MCU yeah. or the one, in, in the Marvel comics. The one above all, the Living Tribunal, uh, mm-hmm. Eternity. Yeah, like yeah, there's a number of them. They still have places they can go even further. Like even if Celestials seem crazy, it's like there's there's characters above Celestials. Hmm. I think that the two they show here, one they look awesome. Like I love the design of them. I. They they look really cool. They show uh, is it Ereshem the judge is the red one, yeah. And then I think the green one that they show is is it like uh, is it Jeremiah the analyzer or something like that. I think those are the two that they show in this in this trailer. And then Crow is the villain of the of the right. film, um, and he's like the leader of the deviants. Yeah, you get a lot of great answers. I think now you kind of find out where the where things fit into the, like where they're going with it. Also, I had this question. This movie was supposed to come out after black widow originally. And then the pandemic happened and, uh, they, they switched it. So Shang-Chi was coming out before the Eternals. I, I do wonder what the exact timeline is of this movie because I, 
I'm just going to speculate here. I think that this movie takes place immediately after Endgame. Like, it's seven Mm. days after Endgame happened. I think it was originally supposed to be set up that way. Because why would these events happen? And then, like, months down the line, the Celestials are like, you know what? We're going to give you seven days. (laughs) Or whatever. So, I... I have a feeling that this is like right after Hulk snapped his fingers and brought people back. This is like set some sort of balance out of whack. And this is picking up like immediately after Endgame. That's going to be, that's my little theory. We'll see if it's true or not. I think that tracks like the energy from the second snap is what caused the deviants to, to come. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, now they got to react to it. You got a week. Yeah. So, yeah. But then does that mean this is going on the same time, around the same time as Spider-Man? Like, this is between that and Spider-Man? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, again, like, I saw I saw Shang-Chi already. I don't want really spoil anything. But that does not take place immediately after Endgame. It takes place probably several months afterwards or whatever. So, I don't know. But I would... Just based on it, I don't know why they'd be like, yeah, like that snap fucked everything up. And then like random, like way down the line, this happened or whatever. Right. And it's tough because I've seen them. I've seen Shang-Chi and there's certain things peppered in there that I do want to talk about, but I'm going to save it. But I think this is going to answer a ton of questions about the future of the MCU. What's going to, what's going to happen. I almost feel like I am destined to be, really bummed with this movie <laughs> at this point because oh, really? I'm getting too I'm, hyped. I think I'm too hyped. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm expecting something huge and yeah. I really hope that that is the case. I don't know why they would, they would do something like this. Um, if it wasn't going to be extremely important, but I also said the same thing about Captain Marvel <laughs> and, uh, and I was very let down by that movie. So we'll see. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, we will see. Uh, yeah, dude, really excited for this. But for now, do you want to get out of this trailer park and we can switch it back over to DC? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Wish we could just keep talking about Marvel. Yeah, but I guess we'll just like get through this. Yeah. You know what? Like, how about like when I when I do like the uh, like the cast breakdown, and I talk about James Gunn, and I mention Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's just talk about Guardians of the Galaxy instead. Yeah, we'll just switch it over. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm in all seriousness. I was very excited to see this movie. I think when the trailer came out, we did it. We were like, this looks this looks like a good time, and love James Gunn. I uh, love his sensibilities. The cast on this was crazy. There was a lot of hype going into this movie. Um, so. Joking aside, I'm actually pretty stoked to talk about it. Uh, writer and director, James Gunn, you know, his, his body of work. He's done Super, Slither, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. And he's also the writer on the movie. And he's written all those movies. I did not know this, but his writing career goes back pretty far. And he was actually the writer on both of the live-action Scooby-Doo movies and an additional writer on 13 Ghosts. And... Oh a writer on the 2004 Dawn of the Dead. So I was just like, damn, like, cause I feel like he's, he's really come on to the scene now. And everyone's like, man, his wheelhouse is like dark superhero content. I mean, he's done four superhero movies at this point. Um, and I think that's like his wheelhouse. Everyone knows how funny he is, but yeah, he, he did a yeah. bunch of like, like random stuff that people wouldn't expect, you know, long ago. Huge cast on this. I'm only going to hit the people that are like main players in it. And then I guess I'll, I'll just spit off the names real quick. But mainly in it, you have Idris Elba as Bloodsport, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, John Cena as Peacemaker, uh, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, uh, David Das Melchin as Polka Dot Man, and Daniela, uh, I think it's Melquar. I'm, not, I'm probably butchering her last name, but she plays Ratcatcher 2. And Sylvester Stallone is the voice of uh, King Shark. And then just peppered in there, you got you got a little bit of Taika Waititi, you got some Pete Davidson, Michael Rooker, uh, Nathan Fillion, Jai Courtney, and Sh- Sean Gunn is... I I love Sean Gunn in this movie. <laughs> Me too. His cameo is so fucking good. But yeah, man, where, where do you want to start on this? Oh, man. Where, where do we start? 
I think we were excited to see this movie. We we love James Gunn. The cast list was insane. That was like the first thing announced about this movie is just like that picture. It said the Suicide Squad and it had a list of all of these actors that were going to be in it. And I think right out the gate, both of us were just like, oh, more than half of them are dying. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if like four characters walked out of this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of characters to juggle, but if anybody can do it, it's going to be our boy. And because uh, James Gunn has proven before that he's, you know, he can handle an ensemble and give people their justice. And also some of these characters had multiple movies. Harley Quinn had enough movies for her development where she could be used in this movie a little less heavy handed because it's like, well, let's let's focus on other people. And I'm going to say I'm. I think they did do that a little bit. She definitely gets a fair, you know, she gets her fair shake of like screen time and everything. I don't think she was like misused or underused. I think like used her like properly with a deft hand. Um, She definitely has some central focus. So there's some scenes that center around her and really shine a spotlight on her. It makes sense. She's like the main through line in the DC universe at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I really, really liked the new characters and there were some characters even that didn't have like quote unquote much to do or much going on. But like, I just, I felt something for every character. He did such a good job with the main team making you give a shit about Mm -hmm. each person, even in different ways. Even if you giving a shit was like, I fucking hate this guy. I love this guy. Like, I think he did a great job um, catering to like these character strengths and making each of them like unique and fun for different reasons. Like I know I I can writing is strong. Yeah. I, you know, if, if you look at the first suicide squad movie, I think when they went into that movie, (laughs) I know, (laughs) but I, but I think, you know, with that movie, they're like, like we're we're coming at you like we're putting Harley Quinn in this movie we're par- putting Joker in this movie we're putting like like a Killer Croc like they were like we're gonna pack all the like a uh, Deadshot all these characters that you love we're putting these guys in there and they completely forgot about like what's the synergy gonna be like between those characters like what is the purpose between them and then when you look at this movie it on the surface it's like they're throwing every expendable character in this thing but really the main team is like the main team has such good synergy and I'm pretty sure like, yes, they wanted to pick out some like bottom of the barrel characters. I know for sure that he picked polka dot man out because he was like going through like worst DC characters of all time. And polka dot man was always on there. And he was like, I'm yeah. giving Pokemon <laughs> Pokemon his uh, polka dot man, his, his, his time like the re- redemption for polka dot man in this movie. But I know like, if you look at the characters, so many of them bounce off of each other in in way like Peacemaker and Bloodsport are both like competing the entire movie. Like they are very good, um, like opposites to each other. Um, Ratcatcher, you know, like an odd couple vibe. Yeah, odd Ratcatcher and like um, King Shark and and Bloodsport, they all bounce off of each other really well because like Ratcatcher is a very like sweet like family centric like character. Um, just, in, just in general, like the, the choices of which characters they're going to use was not, was not so much like let's pick characters that are going to get laughs and more so like let's pick characters that are not going to, they are going to make people laugh because they, they combo off of each other. Like, well, if that's a good way to put it. And then also like they're going to compliment each other's backstories. Like we're not going to, we're not going to have to break down like the way they do in the first movie is like a freeze frame and it's like killer croc <laughs> this is his backstory yeah. and like here it's just like it's going to come organically because these characters are similar in certain ways and they're going to talk and have real conversations and yeah, yeah go, like going off of what together. you said yeah i i really liked the characters that they picked in it i uh i didn't know a ton about them but um i think they did a great job uh getting you to give a shit about them which is also great because this movie establishes really early on. And the posters even said it like 
don't get attached to these characters because anybody could die at any time in this movie. So when you do get attached to the characters, you're like, man, I really like this character. I really do not want that person to die. And it definitely adds like, uh, I say it all the time. I think you make fun of me, but it adds some stakes in the movie. Yeah, dude. Steak and eggs. Yeah, exactly. Dude, like there were so many times throughout this movie where I'd be watching it. And I'd be like, oh, like, that's my favorite character in the movie. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I'd be like, no, this is my favorite character. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I'd be like, no, this on. And, like, there is so <laughs> many. That's what I mean. Like, I was so invested in these characters. Honestly, the only character who I didn't care about was Harley Quinn. But it's less this movie's fault. And it's more just, like, overuse of the character in, like, recent, recent times. Like, you know, I didn't love the first Suicide Squad movie. Birds of Prey was whatever. You just see a lot of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. But I would say I liked her probably the most in this movie than any other movie. I think um, I think they did a really good job with her character because like you were saying, I think considering she is like the biggest through line at this point, there's a way to get, like you can get lost in that character. Like I've seen I've seen her so much, but at the same time, like we've seen her a lot, but I also don't know if like Margot Robbie's great as Harley Quinn, but I don't know if that character has been written yet to the point where I feel like it really does the character justice because Harley Quinn is, is a great character and she has a ton of layers to her. And I feel like in the suicide squad or suicide squad, the first one, it was just like Margot Robbie doing a great job as this character, but the character is essentially just like Joker's sidekick basically. And I, right. I didn't feel like she was used well in that. And then I, I had fun watching Birds of Prey, but I feel like in Birds of Prey, they were going mainly for like, like, um, like the jokes kind of and the over the top stuff with her and really colorful. And I feel like in this one, it's like, yeah, she is her own person. She has a really crappy backstory. And on top of that, like we love her, but people forget that she is also a psycho. <laughs> and right. I think they did a really good job at like, there's a scene kind of in the second act of this movie where you get a good glimpse into like her headspace. And also at the same time, you're like, this girl's fucking crazy. <laughs> she, she is nuts. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I do think at times, like I think they're like Margot Robbie's top build on this movie, like give her the best scenes. Like, I think there's a scene in the middle of the movie. That's probably like a show stealer. Um, and it felt like it was just like, you got to give her more to do. Um, but I, I think in general, considering the, like the star power and how big that character has become, I think they handled her really well, giving her something new and bringing something to her character while also not, um, burying the other characters with just making it like Harley Quinn centric, you know? Yeah. She wasn't like this, the primary focus. Now, do I dare ask this early in the review? Who was your favorite character? that that's honestly it's tough because i i liked a lot of them <laughs> you tell me yours yeah because i'm not sure really all right so this is how i gotta quantify it i think my favorite person like my favorite character in the movie in terms of like i felt the most for and i really liked them like i liked the character like i felt like if i was in that world i'd be like i really like this person i feel mm-hmm. for them they're funny and I really love them was polka dot man. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think the most fun to watch and my favorite like performance was John Cena. Yeah. Yeah. Peacemaker I, as a character is so fucking good. He's a great character and I, I love him and I think a lot of people love him because they've already announced that they're doing a show with him, either a show or a movie. I think it's a show and they've already announced the poster for it. Like they've already put the poster out for it. So it's like, yeah, that I, he left an impression. Also the post credit scene revolves around the spoiler alert, but uh, yeah. no, like he's, he's great. I think he's hilarious. I really liked Bloodsport, but I also really like Idris Elba. And I think they give him like a pretty good backstory. I think, uh, I think Peacemaker just has a lot of layers to him. And also he's just fucking hilarious. Like, I think John Cena might have the best lines in the movie. And, yeah. um, 
Pokedot Man, John though, Cena's character wouldn't be as good as it is if he wasn't playing off of other good characters. So I think I think his dynamic with uh, Bloodsport is what makes him what he is in the movie. Like I think I'm sure you could have figured out another way to introduce him as a character, but them being combined together was just so perfect that it it ex- like made both of them excel in the movie. Yeah, my my favorite. I'll just I'll just say this: my favorite scene in the whole movie is a peacemaker bloodsport centric scene. It's oh, it's oh is it the one when they're going through that Yeah, village? it's like it's like yeah, it's basically Legolas and Gimli but rated R. <laughs> yeah, dude, that is my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's so good. Yeah. That part and I I will probably just say it later on because it was hilarious. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it there's a part towards the tail end of that sequence and it was the biggest laugh of, of the movie for me. I lost it. Me, me and Ryan were cracking up. We were <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Dude, the, the, the humor in this is fucking amazing. The violence is over the top. Oh, mm-hmm. are, are do you have anything else to say on the characters? Cause I do have another topic I'm ready to jump into. No, I, th- I think I'm good. What, what do you got? I loved the style of this movie. Oh, because you, you, you took my next note. <laughs> Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy, another ensemble superhero movie, ragtag bunch, kind of outlaws, bandits, whatever. But and even though he's directed a number of superhero movies, I loved that he did something so different in this one, and it was super stylized and these these really interesting shots, and it almost made it feel more like from a comic book like it it just had a more fun energy around just the way it was presented and it didn't feel like any other superhero movies he's done in the past like Mm -hmm. i could see people being like i'm really excited for this movie because of what he did with guardians of the galaxy but i love that when i was watching this i never felt like he was taking anything from guardians of the galaxy and applying it here it felt like its own thing and it was just really really cool to see like it if it feels so different than anything that dc has done so far or marvel has done to this point Mm -hmm. i'll tell i'll tell you what like this is so i am gonna actually give warner brothers props here which is rare because i typically think they suck butt but uh you know like everything like with them there's a lot of studio interference and like we need like we need these things to happen. We need to catch up to Marvel, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I guess when they were like trying to find someone to do a sequel to this and they went to James Gunn, James Gunn was like, I'll do this, but you like, there's conditions to it. And he told him like, it has to be a radar movie that is like non-negotiable. And they were like, fine. And um, like, who would have thought that like hiring someone, <laughs> someone uh, creative and like smart and good at their job and letting them do what they do would actually work off. Like that's, that's such a crazy idea, <laughs> but like, yeah, I know, right. I know. Like that seems to be like one of their biggest things, but they, they were like, just gave them like the, you know, the reins are like, yeah, do your thing. And you could tell that he had a vision for this movie, which is like awesome because, uh, yeah, it's super stylized. I love the style on the movie. I think James Gunn has, style like i think you can kind of see a little bit of guardians in this but not a ton um i actually i was telling you this before we started recording i feel like there's a good amount of similarities uh between this movie and super even though this is a much better movie than super um but yeah no i i just love the style of it and then also like i think that we've seen this with a few directors this year where i'm just like you're seeing the progression and not just their, their storytelling, but also just how good they're getting in terms of like being a visionary. And there's one scene here. There's one like action scene that I fucking loved. And I thought it was super creative and awesome. And it's the fight towards the end between Rick flag and peacemaker. I guess, I guess I'm spoiling oh, stuff. So good. But really creative because, like, I feel like a lot of like movies would just uh, would just show it, and then it's a, the whole fight is a revolving shot of something metallic on the floor, and you just see the fight through the reflection as it moves around, and just just like 
like cool choreography, like a really unique idea. It, it breaks up the action sequences. So it's not like redundant. Like I just thought that was awesome. And there's a lot of wide shots in this movie and a perfect use when you have John Cena in your movie, because we talked about this for fast nine and I was like, they're going to strip John Cena of everything that makes him good in movies, which is his charisma. His, his, he's funny. He's witty. He can do all that. Also, he's a fucking professional wrestler. You can have an action sequence with him and he can fucking tango. You don't need to sub him out for a stunt man. He is a trained stunt man, essentially. So mm-hmm. utilize that. Keep, keep the camera on them. Choreograph these fight scenes better. Fast nines, all fast cuts. And you don't get to see the action. Why even have him in there? And then this mm-hmm. movie, he's fucking funny. He's charisma out the ass. You can't take your eyes off of him. And when it's time to fight, you keep the camera on him because he can go. He can do it. And he was just utilized to perfection here. Like, I cannot believe myself after we did our F9 review that I am so high on John John Cena's performance. And I'm just like, it was, there's nothing he could have done better in this movie. He fucking nailed it. Yeah, I think, I think think that's a testament to James Gunn knowing how to direct people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, I watched this in the, I've seen this movie twice. I watched it once in theaters and I watched it once at, at home with Brianna and I've, I've been telling Brianna for like a while. Like I was like, John Cena, like I was like, I'm really excited to see the suicide squad. John Cena is fucking hilarious. And she was like, really? And I was just like, yeah, you got to like, I don't think she's seen anything that he's been in except for blockers. And, uh, and then like she was watching it and she was like laughing and she was just like this guy, like basically she was just like, he is surprised. Like she was surprised how good he was. And, uh, I think a lot of people sleep on him uh, just because they're like, oh, it's like a guy coming from WWE. It's actually funny. Dave, uh, Dave Batista just made a comment uh, like last week, basically saying that like he does not want to be lumped in to a category with uh, The Rock and John Cena. And um, so I feel like yeah, there is he like wouldn't, a, he doesn't want to do a movie with John Cena. Yeah, I, I think he was but, he was pretty respect like respectful with it like he said why um but i do think that there is like a stigma of like you know like those guys do a lot of like goofy family stuff or whatever like not that this is a family movie but uh or just douchey action shit yeah and it's like he doesn't want to be lumped lumped in them but i i feel like john cena is is like i think he he's excellent at what he does like i Brianna actually asked me like out of the three of them, whose movies do you prefer the most? And I was like, out of the three of them as a person, probably like the rock the most, but I probably dislike his movies the most. And I was like, I I think Dave Bautista is trying to be like a dramatic actor. And I was like, but I think John Cena is like a rock star in terms of comedy. Like he is fucking hilarious. And, uh, so no, like he, he just he steals every scene in this movie and he's used perfectly like you were saying. Yeah, 100%. And real quick too about the Dave Batista John Cena situation. I think a lot of people now because like younger kids or especially if it is like a movie critic scene, they they know these guys are from WWE. They know them as wrestlers, but they don't know the history in the wrestling business between them. So I feel like these stupid fucking clickbaity things when they're just like, Ooh, Dave Batista says he doesn't want to be in a movie with John Cena. They don't realize that John Cena and Dave Batista came out of the same class. They're from the same like class year at, uh, uh, FC or OVW, which is WWE's old developmental territory. They basically graduated wrestling school together, came to WWE at the same time. Like their careers have always been entangled they're not like, oh, fuck that guy or anything at all. Like, it is all respect between them. They've worked together a number of times. Like, they, like, it is not uh, that, like, I just don't like when I see, like, articles where you can tell, like, because people don't read the article and what was actually said. It's just like, oh, they 
somebody mm-hmm. talks shit and they go, damn, they're talking shit. But like, they don't know the real history. Cause also John Cena was asked about it. And he was like, I totally understand why he said that. He's like, he's yeah. trying to do his own thing. He's like, our careers have always been entangled with each other. And now that we're both in movies and we're doing very different types of movies, he's like, I totally understand that he wants to keep, keep us separate. So we're not just lumped in as the wrestling guys. He's like, I would love to work with Dave on a movie or whatever, but you know, I, I, I respect his decision to want to kind of keep the world separate. Mm-hmm. So like between both of them, it's all, it's always been like respect and love. So I just that that's just kind of like a side thing of like, fuck these people who like, don't know what they're talking about or, you know, potsters, people who don't know wrestling who are now trying to use like whatever leverage of, um, people talking shit or like their history, whatever. Don't actually know it. Um, yeah, so I just want to clear that, but I would love to blow the door open on spoilers so that we can just talk openly and freely because most of the notes I have now are going to relate to actually I have one thing, one thing I'll say real quick before spoilers, the soundtrack classic, Mm -hmm. classic James Gunn move to have one, not only an amazing soundtrack with really like classic music. And I don't mean like classical music, but like songs from the seventies and fifties and like, all sorts of times uh, that are not, they're not songs that you just always hear in movies. Like some, some of them are ones that most people might be familiar with, but like some, some deep cuts, some B sides and things that are like, don't get the play that they normally would. And I feel like it adds like another character to this movie. And it's very similar. I say that's the thing that's most similar to guardians of the galaxy in this is how the soundtrack ebbs and flows and how it it adds this tone and this feel to the movie like i want to hang out with james gunn and just have him make a playlist for a party <laughs> yeah i that was kind of what i was i think the the music's very similar in terms of that i think sometimes the color is similar to guardians in this yeah because this yeah. movie is pretty colorful but it's mainly those two things I did want to say this. This is non-spoilery. Like I've I've only talked positives. I do have a couple negatives about the movie. And okay. I'll say one and then the other one that I'll say will actually branch off into spoilers that we can get into. But my first one is just um I I like the pacing of this movie a lot. And if I'm gonna give props to anything from the first one, it's just that the first movie did the legwork of not having to explain the suicide squad. So this movie like just gets going. And I, I like that a lot. Yeah. But uh, for a movie that is paced very well, I felt like it it was a little disjointed, like in the middle. Like I felt like there's stuff with Harley Quinn and you don't really know what they're doing. I felt like a little bit it was kind of like we got we to gotta give her something to do because she's Harley Quinn. And I like the side quest feeling of it where it's just yeah. like this is the mission, but now we have a new mission that we're just going to mm-hmm. do for this like one 15-minute chunk. Yeah. Like I – yeah. It was a little meandering, I felt like, at times. Like, I, I didn't know where it was going. And even on, you know, watching the second time, I was like, I feel like this section of the movie is a little weak. So so that was one thing. And then this can branch off into spoilers, but they set up the tone. Like, they they set up the, the standards of the movie, and it is ridiculous and all that. I did feel like, at times, though, it, it, was, it was pushing it a little bit. Like, I felt like, at times, it did get a little too much. With, like, the excessive swearing, like, the way nobody would talk? I mean, it wasn't even so much that. I just feel like uh, there were some things that were, like, just just too too out there, I guess, in some ways. Like, I was on board with, with Starro. I think it was just, like, all the little ones all over the place. And then, like, there's some style choices, like Harley Quinn when she's shooting, like, the guns and all the flowers just, like, explode behind her. And I was kind of like, I don't really know the point of that other than it looks pretty. I just felt like I at think, times... I it, think that's kind of supposed to be, like, how she's viewing it. It's like, we, for a minute there, we see what's really happening, and, like, we are watching the violence, and then it switches, and the music changes, and now you're kind of in her head. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. I think that's, like, the style choice there. But I, yeah. I can get that. I, I just felt like... Uh, I felt at times it was maybe just going for, a little, like, a little too much, like, this movie's ridiculous, but, like, let's just, like, completely lean into it, which I guess I respect, but... I don't know. I just felt at times I was like, okay, this is this is maybe a little too much. Yeah. But those are my two negatives. And yeah, let's get into spoilers. All right. The biggest spoiler that I have 
I don't know the last time I've been so probably Logan, the movie, not my son. Yeah. But um <laughs> that's probably the last time I felt so hard for a character death until and obviously big spoilers, but we're in that territory, polka dot man. <laughs> you know what I, I was <laughs> so saddened by that. I was like, no, I was like, fuck. I, I wanted just a polka dot man movie. Like he's I love him so much. <laughs> You know, uh, two things about Polka Dot Man. One, this movie kind of proves, like, you can take a character that is completely ridiculous and stupid, but then if you dress it up the right way, you can make that character essentially essential to that team and, like, in a really big player. Because as soon as you see him shoot the Polka Dots out and he, like, just fucking disintegrates them, you're like, you're like damn, Polka Dot Man's a badass. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... And then, and then also just more so on the actor. Um, he's well, in, he's amazing. I was going to say, he's amazing. And I feel like a lot of people don't like take notice. They're like, oh, it's like that one guy. But like, if you go back and look at his filmography, like he's in the best movies. Like Dude, he's, he's about in, to be in Dune. I was going to say he's in Dune. Um, he was in Blade Runner 2049. Uh, well, he he's works in, with Denis Villeneuve a lot. Because he was yeah, also he, in Prisoners. Prisoners, yeah. He's he's in uh the Dark Knight, right? Is it the Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises? I can't remember. He's I think he's it's in one of the Dark Knight. Yeah, he's he's in one of them. But like he's in he's just he's he's amazing. He's he's uh every time he shows up in something, you're like, oh, this movie's gonna be great. So no, nah, he's I always a bad guy. Awesome. What was that? He's always a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Almost always. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, and you know what I also think is funny again, going, everyone knows he's dead now. Um, I, I love like it's, it's sad, but all the trailers use the sound clip of him where he's like, I'm a superhero. And that's the last thing he says before he dies. (laughs) I know it's so good. I mean, it's horrible, (laughs) but it's so good. Yeah. Like it made me sad, but I, it's. I mean, he's used great in the movie. Dude, again, I can't speak highly enough of the way James Gunn wrote these characters and utilized them. Like, honestly, don't think anybody else could have done it to this level of perfection. Like, I really didn't have a problem with the way anybody was used. I think, I don't know if he did this on purpose because I know Pete Davidson is a very divisive character for some people. Like, People either love him or hate him. I don't know anybody who's just like, oh, I'm kind of like in the middle on Pete Davidson. It's either you're on board or or you're not, I think. Mm -hmm. So I think for fans of him, you're hyped to see him in this movie. And it's cool to like, you know, just, I don't know. He like, he has some, his, some funny moments. They're brief or whatever, but like his personality is injected into the character. But if you hate Pete Davidson, you get the joy of watching his fucking head blow up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like everybody wins and i wonder if james gunn like consciously like made that decision he's just like you know what people are gonna love that he's in the movie and then the people that hate him are gonna love that his face is exploded <laughs> so I, he's, uh, like, he's just I, he's hitting it on all all levels yeah i know he said that um casting uh michael rooker as savant he only did that strictly just because they're friends. And he was like, he was like, I know that he would hate to be in a long white wig. So I'm casting him as Savant. <laughs> That's amazing. He's just yeah. like trolling his own friend. Friend. Yeah. He was like, I just thought it'd That's be really awesome. funny. So he, so he cast him as that character. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, that opening scene and say Nathan, uh, Nathan Fillion's fucking great in it. Mm-hmm. Like the scene <laughs> when they're on the plane and everything. Yeah. There's, Dude, right out the gate, you can tell this movie's fu- like it sets the table perfectly. It's fun. It's violent as fuck. Like er- anybody can die at any time. A lot of people do die, and then even on the main team, a bunch of people die. And talking about so, Polka Dot Man was was a tough one, but losing um, what's his name? Is it Rick Flag? Rick Flag dies. Yeah, um, dude, his death and that whole fight scene is so good. I think that is really like going to eventually, like, I think that has the most potential to like traject further movies from now Mm -hmm. is his death, but also like 
the peacemaker aspect of it, but like that fight and then his last words and everything. It's like, Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Like everything, everything about that is satisfying and paid off so well. Also, John Cena has my favorite line in the whole movie. It's not in that scene, but I just want to, I just want to quote it real quick. But when they're, when they're being briefed on what the mission is and you can tell everybody in the room is an idiot and his contribution, it goes starfish is a slang for slang term for butthole. (laughs) Is that any yeah. uh is that any uh correlation here? They're just like no. <laughs> <laughs> but he's so dead serious about it cuz he's just like in his mind he's just like all business like he thinks he's Captain America, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um I was also going to just say this going back to, like we keep talking about how good he did, how good of a job he did with the characters, but um the first Suicide Squad I think a lot of people were just like Rick flag is just like douchey army guy. Number one, like he's just like so generic. And then in this movie, they, they bring him to life so much more. And I think, dude, he's like the heart of the movie. Yeah. I would actually say like really blood sport. I think, yeah, I was gonna say blood sports, basically the main character. I I do think that, uh, I think rat catcher too adds a lot of heart to the movie. Like maybe not so much, um, like you getting attached to that specific character, but I feel like her conversations and the, like the way her personality is brings out a lot of the redeeming qualities in a lot of the other characters. Like, so like, I think, I think out of all the kind of the glue that holds everybody together. Yeah. I was going to say, I think out of all the characters, she's probably like the one that'll probably get buried in the back the most. But I also think that she is one of the most important characters as well. Yep, dude, and this whole time we haven't even talked about King Shark, and he's like the most talked about character from the movie these days. Everybody loves him. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, see, he was good, and he added a lot of like humorous moments, but also a lot of like sweet moments for everyone. I loved that juxtaposition too. That's so smart to write him as like this sweet, like innocent character like he just happens to be like basically a monster but he is like this has this childlike innocence so it mm-hmm. makes you go oh like that's so sweet like I, oh i feel bad for him and then the next scene he's like ripping a guy in half and you're like oh yeah he's still like a fucking monster <laughs> yeah here he, he like picks up a man and eats him whole and he's just like yum yum <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's so good so good yeah that fucking just jogged my memory oh yeah, I wanted to talk about Weasel real quick. We can wrap this soon, but uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. it jogged my memory. Uh, one of the parts that I was like, "This is getting a little too ridiculous." Is like when those fish just randomly show up and they're not like, like I didn't know what they they were, and I was kind of like, "I don't What's know the what purpose this is." Yeah, what the point of it it's was? It's Just colorful. They look like jelly almost. Yeah, that, that's what I was. I was just like, I think it was just there to be like, "Ooh, that looks cool," but it was. I don't know. I don't know if it really fit. Like I felt like that was a thing where it was like style over substance a little bit, but um, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, And then I loved, like actually loved hearing uh, James Gunn talk about weasel because they asked, um, there's an interview online and they're like, you got to talk about weasel and like how good of a job your brother did. And like, why did you cast your brother as weasel? And he's just like, my brother can just do weird things that no one else can do. So I was just like, he had to be weasel. And he was saying, he's like, and he's like, so like all of the motion capture for that character is my brother doing this weird ass walk. He's like, and then even weirder than that is all of the weird ass noise that he's making is also just my brother unfiltered. (laughs) That's amazing. I love yeah. that. So he's just like, he's like, my brother can just do these weird ass things. I'm just like, you have to be this thing because <laughs> you are Weasel. <laughs> yeah, I love that, dude. It was weird looking at Weasel. I hated like its pot belly and like everything about like the character design is so off putting and gross. But yeah. when he when he hits the water, and it's the first death of the movie. I lost my mind <laughs> I, I was the, i was just dying laugh it was so fucking funny you saw you saw the second uh post credit scene right yeah oh, okay i was gonna say yeah weasel comes back 
at the end. Right, right. But, well, yeah, well, it, at the time when you're watching it, you're like, did he just fucking die, like, immediately? They're like, did anybody yeah. check if this thing could swim? And they're all just like, oops. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking amazing. I think, I think though, like, uh, I was actually thinking about that second post credit scene, and I think in the MCU, they've done this a lot, where there's two post credit scenes, and the first one is usually the one that's, like, the big one, and then the second one, they make you wait around, and then they're, and then they're just like, give you this like bullshit thing that's supposed to make you laugh. Um, it's like a little gag. Yeah. Like the one, uh, with like Ant-Man, uh, where it's just the ant playing the drums comes to mind where I, I'm like, I wait around for this shit. Uh, yeah. this one was legitimately funny. Like he shows up and then his, just his run off made me like, it wasn't just like a, huh? Like laugh. It was an actual, like <laughs> I was dying at that. And I felt like it was just like such a good way to end it. It's like the last thing you see. Yeah is this thing that's going to make you laugh really hard. Like, it's like, that's one of the funniest things in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Good. Honestly, good payoff all around. And last, last scene to talk about, and then we're going to go into tomato tomatoes. But like, I feel like we didn't give Idris Elba enough credit because he is very much like a centerpiece to this movie. Loved his performance in this, the scene when his daughter visits him in prison and they just start screaming at each other. Like, Cause in that moment you think it's going to be like this sweet thing or like maybe like she sat and he, like he, he's trying to like consult, but like it doesn't deliver what you would expect from it, from everything you've ever seen in a movie where like somebody's kid visits them in prison and they just yeah. start like screaming like, fuck you, like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really, I was like laughing. I was like, this is awesome. Like I can't stress how much I loved the writing, but also just how much, fun this movie was like yeah i think we should do tomato tomatoes before i say this next thing but uh why don't you why don't you lay them on me all right tomato 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 the critics they're bringing the suicide squad in at a 91 percent. a minus okay a minus that's great tomato the audience they are bringing the suicide squad in at an 82 percent wow that's surprising that's a b minus yeah, so an A minus to a B minus. I am gonna go with tomato, going with the critics. Mm-hmm. I honestly, this is without a doubt within the DCEU because we're not counting Joker because that's not part of the yeah the, the universe. This is without a doubt the best DCEU movie, hands yeah. down. Not even no no other movie is close for me. I I really like Shazam. This this movie is just above all. I gave it an A. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I fucking loved this. I had such a good time watching this. I'm I've been teetering between a couple of grades. Um I'm going A minus. I'm going tomato. I'm going A minus on it. It was between the, it was between that or a B plus. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really funny. I liked all the characters. I think it got a little too ridiculous for me at times. And like I said, I felt like I do feel like there are moments in the movie that aren't as strong. And you know what else I'll say? That is the only reason, like the biggest reason for me, I didn't go with a plus, um, kind of a weak villain. Like it's not really about the movie's not as much about the villain anyways, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, the thinker guy, like didn't really care about all that. Didn't really care about his character. Didn't feel the threat of his character. Starro was very cool, but like it's such a small part of the movie towards the end. And mm-hmm. in that end, really, it feels like the biggest villain is Peacemaker. And I think they did such a good job with him that it took away the focus of everything else that was going on in that scene, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's I think, the only reason I didn't go A. I think in some ways the villain is Amanda Waller. And, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But I, But I was going to say, like, I think they they give you they give her scenes in this movie where you're like you're a shitbag and I and I guess I didn't want them to recycle anything. I think they did the job, but uh the one thing I will say is there's one scene in the first one where she just offs that one guy and you're just like, "Damn, you are a fucking savage." <laughs> like yeah. So I don't know. Like I agree. I I completely agree. I thought that the the villain was pretty weak on the movie. That that's the thing is for a while I was kind of like I don't know what's what the deal is like I don't know what we're doing here I'm in, I'm enjoying my time but it's also meandering a lot 
but yeah, man, I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go A minus on this one. It was between a B plus and an A minus. And uh, echoing what you said, uh, it's the best DCEU movie. Like it's not even close. Yeah, so good, so good, and so happy we got to talk about it. And yeah, I don't know. I guess we gotta wait now until 2022 for the Batman. I don't even know mm-hmm. if that's actually in the DCEU either because. Ben Affleck is the Batman in DCEU, so that might be another spinoff one that doesn't even count. I'm pretty sure um, it's it's not. And uh I I don't know what the status is on this. Um I'll have to read up on it, but apparently they're very confident in it, and I think they want to do a sequel already. But I have hmm. heard that apparently Robert Pattinson and the director like hate each other. <laughs> so I think Really? Yeah, I, I that's what I read. I don't know if that's like true or not, but I I'd rather there's been like, it's not been the best set. So I think it's, it's proving difficult to actually get that green lit, but wow. I don't know. We'll, we'll that see. would be unfortunate, but you know what? As long as they're making a really good movie, I will be happy with a one-off, mm-hmm. but cause I, I really don't want to see a Joker too. Like I think it needs to be left alone. It's good yeah. as is. Um, Todd Phillips isn't, you know, he had a great success with Hangover, and then Hangover 2 came out, and it's just like, this is the same movie again. You just changed the setting. This isn't good. Hangover 3 comes out, and it's like, wow, this is really bad. Yeah, I agree. I don't want that to happen to Joker. Same. So so even if they do have a bad relationship, Robert Pattinson and the director of, of The Batman, um, as long as the this movie's good, and I've seen some early... Uh, reviews on it like some early showings i guess happened or or at least like test screenings and stuff and people are like this is fucking insane like there's something at the end of the movie that'll like blow your fucking mind and paul dano is a madman and he's like like chilling to watch like like the early (laughs) reviews are coming in and being like this is a straight up fucking horror movie and it's awesome i i can't wait man yeah i I really want to see that but yeah, if you guys want to stay in touch with us and be hip to the fucking news in the world, aka just like our small little world of dick jokes <laughs> and movies, uh, you can go to todosmoviereviews.com and sign up for the newsletter. Stay hip to that, contests, everything, new merchandise, so you can just be in the know. And it's an easy way to talk to us too. Like if you you know, we not everybody has Instagram, but if you want to talk to us on Instagram, it's at two dudes movie reviews. Uh, but if you, you can respond directly to that newsletter and you can talk to us and, you know, let's, let's talk movies and shit, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe suggestions or anything like, um, you know, stop the show. Like we'll listen to that suggestion. We won't <laughs> listen. We won't do it, but we'll definitely hear your side of it. Or if you're just down to frolic. Yeah. If you're down to frolic through like a <laughs> meadow or something, DTF, let's fucking hook it up. So <laughs> on that note... Suck it, Swampies. <laughs>